0: Hey everyone, I'm Zach. I'm the lead pastor here at Restore. Thanks so much for checking out this week's podcast. I hope that it encourages you and inspires you, and I hope that you have some community around you to talk through these truths and concepts with. If you don't have community like that, we would love to invite you to be a part of Restore. You can get all the information about our church at restoreaustin.org. We would love to see you soon at one of our Sunday gatherings, and we hope you enjoy this week's podcast. Hey, good morning. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. This is a day of love. This is a day of celebration. This is Sunday. Um, It is icy and chilly, but it's still a great day. Great day to worship and great day to be here with you. My name is Mark. I currently serve as a care pastor here at Restore, and I too celebrate my time during this anniversary uh, period uh, at Restore. Now, a little known fact, I started out as an intern here at Restore. And typically I would be asked to preach pretty much at the end of a series after Zach has expounded on the wonderful stories of Jesus. And then he called me to come in at the end. But no, no, seriously, when I was at Dallas Theological Seminary, uh, I had to intern somewhere and honestly restore was the place. And I will tell you, I struggled at DTS. I struggled at DTS because they have a reputation of being one of the premier schools of higher learning. DTS prides itself on teaching all 66 books of the Bible. And I believe that's where I struggled, learning about how much God actually cares for us or for me, hearing about the works of Jesus in light of me changed my life. Not in spite of me, in light of me. You see, the God that I knew about was always impatient, always mad at me for not having my stuff together. I struggled actually knowing that God. I struggled knowing that God really cares about me. So I had to deconstruct my faith to learn about the lavish love that God has for me. Not about religion and rules, but about relationship and love. One void of fear and punishment, but concentrated on grace and mercy. I wonder if you've ever struggled with that. Wondering if God really cares about you. Have you wondered if you have to have it all together before you come to him? That's why I cheer up when I see the video the opening video of Restore, no matter who you are or what you've done, you are welcome here. You're always welcome here because Jesus will always meet you here. And I want to let you know that God cares for you. The God who cared for Israel during the time of their journey in the wilderness by feeding them manna is the same God that we will learn about today in the feeding of the 5,000. God loves you so much. He loves you so much that if he had a refrigerator, your picture would be on his refrigerator. He sends you a Valentine's Day card that says, John 3:16 that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever perish believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. He loves you that much. He loves you so much that he demonstrated this love when he died on the cross and his echoing words were, it is finished. See, when God revealed himself to Moses, he said in the book of Exodus 34th chapter, verses six and seven, it says the Lord passed by in front of him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness and truth who keeps loving kindness for thousands. This is the God that I began to learn about that no matter what I did, no matter where, how low I got, God still loved me. And that's why the feeding of the 5,000 is important. It's in all four of the gospels. And let's, let's just go and read that. I'm going to read that. It's going to be a while. So um, bear with me. And we're going to be in the book of Matthew, the 14th chapter and verses 13 through 21. Pull it, you can find it on, in your Bibles or use your iPad or whatever device you have. But we're at Matthew 14, verses 13 through 21, and I'll read. Now, when Jesus heard about John, he withdrew from there in a boat to a secluded place by himself. And when the people heard of this, they followed him on foot from the cities. When he went ashore, he saw a large crowd and felt compassion for them and healed their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, this place is desolate and the hour is already late. So send the crowds away that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said to them, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. They said to him, we have here only five loaves and two fish. He said, and he said, bring them here to me. Ordering the people to sit down on the grass, he took the five loaves and the two fish. And looking up toward heaven, he blessed the food. And breaking the loaves, he gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds. And they all ate and were satisfied. They picked up what was left over of the broken pieces, 12 full baskets. There were about 5,000 men who ate besides women and children. Now, spoiler alert, let me just put this caveat out there. It says that there were 5,000 men, but the way that the Jews would write, it would they would count 5,000 men. They would count the men. They didn't count the women or the children. So we're looking at a crowd. Some people have estimated up to eight to 10,000 people. It's like going to a football stadium. It's that size of a crowd. But what I want you to do is look at the thing that Jesus notices after he gets up from his rest. The first thing that he recognized is you. Now, Mark records this story in the sixth chapter. And the 34th verse, it says, when Jesus went ashore, he saw a large crowd and he felt compassion for them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. Jesus recognized these people are just scattered. They're they're running around. They're like a sheep with no shepherd. The Bible tells us Jesus had compassion for them and began to teach them. So let's look at this story. A little bit of background. Jesus is growing overwhelmingly in popularity. People travel miles to hear his teaching, stand in his presence and experience his warmth. John, Jesus' cousin, had been killed by Herod and Herod thought that Jesus was John resurrected from the dead. Jesus... Tired from his journey, decided to rest and get some time to himself. Now, what I want you to do, I want you to remember this term, rest, because we're going to come back to it. And even though Jesus was tired and experienced a loss, he remembered how broken this world is. And he looked upon the people with compassion. As we said earlier, just like a sheep without a shepherd i can imagine jesus was supernaturally looking into the eyes of each person causing them to feel that he was talking directly to them as he's coming out the people running up the shoreline i can i could just imagine jesus waving at them and saying, hey there's mary there's there's steve hey steve Showing that he loved them, showing that he cares about them. And so much so, he began to speak and teach them. He began speaking directly to their pain. He understands your pain, he understands that you have experienced a loss of a loved one, he knows that you are without and you are in need. And this is why the Bible says that he had compassion. Even if you're homeless, he has compassion. And this is what I can imagine these loving words of Jesus that these people began to experience and feel. They began to feel somebody loves me. He understands that that in, the Hebrews wrote about this in, in Hebrews, the fourth chapter 15th and the 16th verse, it says, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all things as we are yet without sin. Therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. There's another script. I'm just going to, in Colossians, the third chapter in the 12th verse, it says, So as those who have been chosen by God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. This is what we are to be able to put on also because Christ felt these things for us. And this is what we are to put on. But this, this, this term compassion, it is from the inner bowels of a person. This is what Christ felt for us. He's very familiar with our hurt, very familiar with our pain, our sleepless nights, wondering and wondering, night after night, we wonder, is my children, will my children be able to eat tomorrow? Are my children going to be safe? Some of us have went to bed wondering, am I going to have a job tomorrow? Christ understands that. And this is why on many occasions he has said, come, come to me. I want you to find your rest in me. But see, Christ's understanding our pain came front and center as the day drew down. Let's look at verse 15. It says, When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This place is desolate, and the hour is already late. So send the crowds away, that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. See, the disciples came to him and said, this place is so desolate and the people are hungry. Can you just send them away? They were asking, let them go and fend for themselves. But what happened is they failed to see the value of the place that they were at. They failed to see the needs of those who were hurting those who needed something to eat, they failed to see that and said, go and send them. Let's send them and let them be on their own. And I can imagine Jesus for just a millisecond probably remembered the the, the, the conversations that he had with some of them before, the, before his preaching and teaching started, the conversations and the, we remember he was waving at them as we thought, he probably was thinking, now, Mark over there, he just had surgery. Kim, she was battling cancer. The, the Alexander family right there, I just talked to them. They they just overcame COVID-19. And, and, and my friend, my friend Tim here, he just lost his job. No, nah. disciples, you feed them. Remember what I said about rest earlier? When Jesus rested, he provided ministry. When the disciples didn't rest, the option was go away. But the disciples were soon about to learn that no situation appears to him desperate and no crisis unmanageable. They, I think, were like many of us just saying, Lord, I'm not uh, not ready for ministry. I don't have enough. I need more. I got to get everything together before I get started. Let's look at verse 17 and 18. They said to him, we have here only five loaves and two fish. And he said, bring them here to me. Now the term bring them to me demonstrates that their lack was enough for a creative miracle. The God of the universe can create something out of nothing. Now, there are some who allege in this story that everyone was sitting around and shared their meal together. There are some people that teach that others who allege that Jesus provided spiritual food and that is what filled them. But remember, he said, bring them to me. In a common form of prayer before Jesus was eating, he said something like, just a common Jewish prayer. Blessed art thou, O Lord thy God, King of the universe, who bringeth forth bread, From the earth. Jesus took the food and blessed it. Looked to the father and prayed. The thing about it is, remember he, verse 19. Verse 19, he ordered the people to sit down on the grass. He took the five loaves and two fish and looked up towards heaven and blessed the food. And breaking the loaves, he gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds. Now, I want you to look at that one more time. He had the people sit down. He organized them by groups. And what little they had, he fed this multitude. To sit down on the grass literally means to recline. See, when Jesus takes care of you, he asks that you just recline. Just for a moment. You Maybe in your living room maybe you're in your couch, maybe you're driving. If you're driving, you shouldn't be watching this, but maybe just somewhere, just recline, just think about it, just relax. This is what Jesus is asking them to do, just relax. Yes, there is a lot of things going on in our world right now, just relax. Yes, there is a lot of unrest, a lot of, a lot of pain, And he's saying, just relax. Rest in him. But I also want you to notice something else. Notice how what became blessed was put back into the hands of the disciples in order to provide ministry. Jesus didn't go around and feed all of these people he gave it to the disciples so that they could walk so that they could use their hands and provide ministry and so that means to us i think what that's saying to us is when we find our rest in him when we find our source as jesus then we become the hands and the feet of jesus he pays attention to us, cares for us, and provides for us. Yes, he could have sent them home. He could have said, let them go. Let them go into the city. I mean, that's what some Christian food pantries do. They want you to hear the, the message of salvation before they feed you or before they help you or all these different requirements. And Jesus said, just, just, just send them to me. So looking, looking at this, the disciples, they had to walk to distribute the food and they had to hand the food to the people. And this is where I believe they became the very hands and feet of Jesus. Verse 20 lets us know that they all ate and were satisfied. They picked up what was left over these broken pieces, 12 baskets. Now, where are you at in this story? Well, I think it's very simple. If Jesus notices the little things that people are going through, maybe we should notice them as well. The needs of others should be our primary, not secondary, should be our primary concern. Listen, caring is a necessary first step in ministry. A second step is also necessary. Act. Christ can multiply our loaves and fish if we only reach out and help. And when we do, he will provide. Compassion deals with a feeling and then acting upon that feeling. Me, I love to entertain. I, I, I absolutely love it. I'm always inviting people over, but not so much during this COVID crisis. But typically, I love to entertain. I want people to have a wow experience when they leave my house. I want you to think about that, though. What are some places in your life where God is asking you to help meet people's needs? Areas where God is asking you to wow somebody with your faith. And when we do this, as in verse 20, everybody becomes satisfied. Now, let me tell you a story. I was born and raised in Chicago, and we moved from the north Chicago, Midwest Chicago. We moved to Memphis, Tennessee. And there was one time when we traveled to our um, my family's birthplace in Mississippi. And we stayed the night in Mississippi. And the next morning, we got up to have breakfast. And it was a South, it was like a breakfast I've never had before in the South. There was bacon. I mean, the real stuff. There were eggs, grits, potatoes. It was a feast. But the one thing that really, really got my attention were some buttery biscuits. The biscuits were so soft and tender and melt. They were like cotton. They melted in your mouth. And as I sat back after the meal and I was so full, you know, so full where you have to unbuckle your belt it was like that one of those situations and as I sat back in my chair and and I I said I asked the question where did you all buy these biscuits from are these are these Pillsbury and everybody in the room looked at me and began to laugh and as as country as I can sound, they said, boy, we don't do that around here. We don't, we don't cook biscuits from the store. They made those biscuits from scratch. It was amazing. But I was satisfied. And I think this is what Jesus is asking of us today. It's to provide a ministry where everyone is satisfied where they leave with the baskets full. And it's not about us, but they are satisfied because of the ministry that we provided. Now there is one thing, one final thing. All of these people that were there, up to to 10,000 people, ministry was provided his love and compassion extended to everyone. There were some probably who were on the fringes of believing. There were some who did believe. There were some who probably didn't believe. But there was one thing you cannot say, that when they left, they could not leave and say, he did not care about us. That I think everybody had to leave saying, he cares about me. My friend, Jesus cares about you. This story is more than just a story of feeding these people. It is a story about the unrelenting love that he has for you and that he will create a miracle if he has to just for you. God bless you, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this day that we celebrate love for so many, our loved ones, our significant others, the people in our life who make a difference. We thank you for that. But also Father, we wanna thank you for your love for us. May it continually grow, may it continually bind us together, for them most of all, dear Father, may it provide ministry that someone will leave satisfied. We thank you and we bless your name. Amen.